Hi guys and welcome back to Fit with Viv and Kate. We actually recorded two episodes the last time we were together because Katie was going to be out of town. So I feel like we haven't done this in so long. It feels weird, but I'm so excited to be back. I know. I'm so excited to be back with you. I feel like my Saturday mornings, because we record our podcast episodes on Saturday mornings together, um, and it starts my Saturdays off on such a positive productive note so last week when I didn't have you on Saturday I was like what do I do with myself I definitely miss this yeah me too it was it was weird being away and then I was I was actually really looking forward to this all week I was like I get really? to do a podcast I was like I get to talk to Viv yay yeah. oh my god I love that yeah I feel like these podcast episodes and being able to talk everything out with you is very therapeutic for the both of us you know definitely definitely also I don't think um either of us are great in the whole friendship category (laughs) so I think the fact that we have to see each other every Saturday is like very beneficial for both of us in our social lives because I know I mean for me it's like I don't know you just don't really it's not that you don't want to see your friends you just don't yeah make the effort to schedule anything and also I think me and you both like being productive so I feel like this is a way to check off that oh friendship but also we're doing something box (laughs) you know what I mean I'm admittedly a last minute bailer on plans I feel like I'm one of those people that agrees to go out with friends and then like very last minute I uh I back out but I haven't done that yet I've been here every every Saturday morning I've showed up for you okay but I feel like this is also like probably work in your mind and you show up for work (laughs) that's probably true but I do love this yeah I love this too it's so much fun it's like I I feel like this is what they talk about when they say you should love what you do Mm -hmm. because if we did this every day it's it's just it feels like so much fun you know and I feel like that's the goal I also don't get to share this with people like people don't ask me a ton of questions about my life or what's going on and I don't openly give it to people so it's fun to be able to like force myself to think about these things and reflect and, and share so it's it's good for me and hopefully it's good for you guys I, I definitely think it's helpful for our listeners, especially if they're choosing to listen in. Um, but I was, so I was curious because I know when you had come back from your vacation, cause you were gone for what, five days? Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, that is a long time. You were gone for five days. And I remember texting you when you came back, asking you if you had a hard time getting back on track or, you know, getting back into the routine of things. And I feel like short answer for you was like, nope, it was, it was not difficult. And I, I mean, my, most of my clients struggle after they go on vacation or maybe they take a break getting back into the swing of things. And I can say for sure that I definitely have two. So, and there's been some vacations where I haven't, and there's been some vacations where I have, you know, fallen off my wagon. So for you, what, what do you feel like made it easy for you to get back onto things? So I will say it was five days. I went up to Seattle. Um, We did, you know, we did a full day of touristy stuff. We did the Space Needle. We did all this stuff in downtown. And then we hiked up north. And we basically spent three days hiking and doing a bunch of stuff in nature, which is, like, very outside of my comfort zone. But it was awesome. But I think what made it easier to come back was that the entire time I was gone, while I was not tracking my macros and I was not technically working out, my plan was still very much on my mind. So I'm not sure that I completely separated. I think it's easy sometimes to go on vacation and shut down your normal life and kind of split your brain in half, right? And so you're on vacation mode. I almost didn't let that happen. I kind of thought about my program and and my lifestyle the whole time I was there. So while I wasn't necessarily acting according to my normal routines and plans, I was still thinking about it. 
it. Um, which I think helps when you try to come back. And then the other thing I do, which I do with everything is like, I just don't give myself the chance to, to relax or slow down. Um, I think if I had come home and I had like vegged out for a day, I would have had a really hard time getting back on track. But the second I landed, you know, I I unpacked, I did my laundry, I got some groceries and then the next morning, 5am I was in the gym. So like, I really didn't let myself have any downtime to even like think to not even start my program again. So that's kind of what I do, which is tricky. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it'll be easy for everybody, but that's how I make sure I stay on track. Well, I think also for you is, I think I really want our listeners to understand that you are not a personality trait. You are a series of habits that you've chosen to do over and over again. So I think for probably a lot of listeners that they don't, if they don't relate to that, like always being on and always doing something, which I know a lot of people do relate to that, but a lot of people don't, um, especially with the ability to, you know, like scroll on your phone all the time and just kind of be off. I think it's more so just the habits that you have built up, whether it's the last year, the last several years where you're really good at, you know, integrating your lifestyle integrating everything and not having that necessarily oh I'm all on versus all off switch but this is my lifestyle Mm, and I really I feel like you've really embodied that whole lifestyle uh saying where they they say like it's a you know it's not just like a diet it's not just a few weeks but it really is a lifestyle and I feel like you've so embodied that I think that's how you make it sustainable, right? A lot of people were like, oh, Katie, you're going to drop this weight. And then what happens? You're just going to gain it back because whatever. And I was like, no, like I did this very strategically and over a good amount of time. And I think time is ultimately how you create those habits. So like, that's why I always say like, I stay away from fad diets or, you know, those shakes or those, those quick weight loss things, because I think it's not sustainable and it doesn't create a lifestyle. So I think that's a really good point. I've, I've just become this thing, this like, this journey is me in a sense. And so, yeah, I agree with that. I think that definitely helps. Yeah. I, I, I honestly have pulled so much inspiration from you because I mean, I, yes, I am a fitness coach and fitness is my lifestyle, but I think for the past, I found a really good balance with fitness and incorporating it as a lifestyle while I was in college. So like, I think when I was, I would say when I was like 2021, 20, after that, I started doing competitions. That is where it stopped being a lifestyle for me. It was specifically for a goal. It was specifically for an end date. It was specifically for a certain look and not to incorporate it as a lifestyle. I was eating the same stuff every day. I was doing tons of cardio. I was at such a low body fat level that I just know for sure no way would have that ever been a lifestyle. I never went out to eat, never had treat meals. And so I think, and that was, I did that for, I believe three years. And the last time I competed was December of 2019. So all of 2020 was really and still 2021 now is still me getting back into the mindset of, hey, you're not doing this for a goal, getting back where, honestly, where I was in college, where I learned how to make it as a lifestyle and unlearning the things that I had learned competing because it was so extreme and it was so looks, results focused. And this last, what, year and a half has really been me getting a lot of inspiration from you actually and getting inspiration from other fitness coaches who stepped out of the competing sphere and really stepped into more of a lifestyle mindset. So, I mean, even for me, I struggle with the whole on-off 
motivation thing. And I really think it's because I, the habits I ingrained in myself during the competing phase, I'm now unlearning. And Mm -hmm. like I said, we're a series of habits. I don't believe it's a personality trait that I'm on and off. I just believe I taught myself, you know, to be extreme for a few years and it's going to take some time to unlearn those things. And if you're listening to this and maybe you're, you've been prone to, fad diets and being extreme you have to be patient with yourself and understand it's not going to be overnight that you go from it's all results to now oh it's lifestyle it's it's baby steps it's a series of habits and reteaching your your mind and hearing your thoughts that you have that aren't helpful and changing those and I just want you to know if you're listening to this and maybe right now you don't relate to the whole lifestyle like always being able to incorporate it and maybe you're more of the on and off type of person like I used to be just understand that it takes time to rewire your brain in that way yeah I remember I remember in our intro call when I was trying to work with you one of the questions was like what are your goals and I remember being like is this a trick question because I was sitting there like I don't really I don't really have specific goals I kind of just was like I just want to be healthy and you I remember your reaction was like yes that's exactly what I want from you like I don't want you to have in two weeks I need to be x pounds you were like so stoked that I was just like I don't know (laughs) like I just want to be here so I think that's a good point and something we always bring up is like in terms of sustainability a a larger long-term goal is going to help you so like something that maybe it's two years from now or it's just an ultimate habit change or something I think that's a really good point and I think it actually helps avoid burnout because I'm sure after three years of eating the same meal and competing like you were burnt out and I know that you've kind of fell off after that Yes, I was so burnt out beyond belief. I honestly was like, am I ever going to like get back into fitness again? I actually took it, took time off of fitness coaching to do more business coaching because it's like, well, this is what I'm currently passionate about. You know, maybe this is more my route, but I think it's just because I fell so out of love with fitness only because I was so resentful of the fact that I had gone way too Mm -hmm. extreme. So it was really my personal journey of learning. I do love fitness. I love working out, eating healthy, feeling healthy, healthy and helping others do the same. Um, But I really just had gone down the wrong rabbit hole and kind of lost my way there. And I think I saw on your Instagram recently, you're kind of going through that same thing right now, right? Are you feeling like you need a change? Like you need something else to focus on? Yes. So I did post on my Instagram story how I, I think it was like I was doing home workouts because I felt like I needed a, a change mm-hmm. in, in a plan. And so, you know, what, what I've realized kind of reflecting over the past like year and a half where I restarted another fitness journey where I was really on, on a quest for this whole lifestyle change. Um, I think again, I fell into like at the beginning, it really was about a lifestyle change and I really had no specific physique in mind and no end date or like weight goal in mind. And as I had lost weight, as I had lost body fat, which was really easy because I think again, I wasn't in the whole goal mindset. Um, I, I started to see a physique forming that reminded me of my competing physique. Mm. And I think what happened is that triggered the whole physique goals because I had I saw how close my body was to my competing physique. And so I was like, oh, well, I'm pretty close. Why don't I try to, you know, aim for the similar look? 
because I'm so close to it. You know what I mean? And so then I became more strict with my nutrition. um, And I felt like just everything I was doing was really to get a certain physique. And I don't think that that there's an issue with that at all. I think it's like with work. It's with relationships. It's with anything. There's no, it's not wrong to want to have a boyfriend. It's not wrong to want to be successful in your career. But for every person, there is a line where it becomes too much for them. And every person is going to be different depending on how much their current psychology can handle. So for me, my current psychology, I believe that that small line between where I had gone at the end of my fitness journey, let's say maybe like mm, October of 2020, and then I'd gotten leaner till I'd say leanest I was was maybe like April of this year. So like May, like two months ago, it's June now. I, that Even that small difference, I think that was my line of balance where it was, it, it went to the place of unbalanced. And, you know, I actually have a client right now and she's getting ready for her wedding and she wants to have a certain physique. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially because she she has a certain look that she wants to look like in her dress, her wedding date. And she understands that that line for her of like more unbalanced is okay temporarily because wedding day is once in her lifetime. And she understands that she is giving up some balance there. And I think it's just really understanding the big picture because for me, I have nothing to get ready for. I have no reason to look a certain way. Um, I think it's great to have goals from time to time, but I think that I was really just overly attached to this idea of looking a certain way, being a certain level of leanness, having a certain amount of musculature that wasn't helping me. So just taking a step back and understanding why am I doing the things that I'm doing and honest to God, does it bring joy in my life? Because ultimately, I think we're all looking for this sense of both joy and, and purpose. I feel like that balance of like, am I contributing to the world? Am I, am I also having fun? Mm-hmm. And I feel like for you, like your fitness goals, I'm assuming are fun because you get to like, it's fun, honestly, to see the numbers also to be able to eat a lot of food, which you are. It's fun to be able to go into a workout and see yourself getting stronger, right? And not get to that point where you're feeling inhibited by your goals, but instead you're feeling encouraged. You're having fun. It's, it's kind of like a hobby. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think like in the first part of my phase when I was getting really lean and I was cutting pretty heavy, that was really fun because that was a challenge. That was really fun because I was seeing incredible results and like, I was really proud of myself. But after about a year and some change of doing that, like we were just talking about this earlier, like I was very close to not enjoying it anymore and not being okay. And that's when we flipped the switch and we said, okay, let's actually reverse diet. Let's bulk and let's get strong. And now that's really fun for me because that's the challenge and that's the excitement. And I'm proud of myself for that. So I think you're right. It's like finding that balance. And I'd say it, I'm incredibly impressed with your self-awareness because for you to understand that trigger and to say, okay, I'm not going to fall into that and I'm not going to end up in a bad place. I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to find motivation elsewhere. Like, I think that's incredible and something that everybody needs to do. 
Because I think if you understand your triggers, you can you can avoid that that escalation into into a bad space. So kudos to you because I I think that's not something a lot of people can do. I think a lot of people fall into those bad habits, um, mostly just due to not understanding themselves. So I, I love that you just talked about that. Well, I'm definitely not perfect because I feel like I only noticed it, uh, probably what six months after being in a place where I felt like I wasn't living un- living in a sustainable lifestyle. And I think we all have a different level where we learn from pain. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed this before. Yeah. We're like some people just they need to hit <laughs> rock freaking bottom and have so much pain where they're finally ready to like change. And what I've learned over several years, several, several years of being on a fitness journey and being a coach and learning that there is never an end is really that. I've learned how to shift my pain meter is really what I can tell you has been the most helpful thing. So I don't wait now until I'm like rock bottom whole 50 pounds over where I want to be, where I feel like I have to get my ass in gear. Now I've been able to change my pain meter, which I honestly think I only did through experience. I think experience is one of the greatest ways to learn like you can listen to all the things you want you can hear inspiring stories but until you go through it yourself it's hard to learn it's a real life is really the best teacher but with all the pain that I've been through I've been able to shift my pain meter where now feeling even slight discomfort is a good teacher that says hey Whatever you're doing, it's not working. Mm -hmm. Take a step back. So I don't wait till like a level 10 pain. I'd say maybe like a level four. That's where I'm at. I I mean, ideally, as soon as I feel like a level one pain, I want to be able to say, well, something needs reevaluation, whether that's my thinking or my actual actions. Uh, But that's, yeah, that's kind of my thoughts there. It's like a little alarm within yourself. It's like, ding, 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 make a little change. We're going down the wrong path here. But I'm just curious, like, were you afraid that if you got to the physique that you were in your bodybuilding stage that you would fall back again into your, like, overweight situation? Or were you just worried that you didn't want to get to that, like, bodybuilding mindset again? What was, like, your biggest concern there? I'm just curious. Um, I think the concern was that... I would, I would feel like I could not go out to Mm -hmm. eat. I think that's a big one. I think like the feeling that I can't go out to eat because it's just so much harder to choose healthier choices or to say no to a drink if it's right in front of you that I wouldn't be able to do that. And it's, it really is such a big part of society. And I feel like before it was something that I used to kind of try to fight but I think that there, you kind of have to work with what you're given, right? And if this is the way that so many people bond, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think for me, it really is learning how to be able to be adaptable, even if it's not ideal. Life doesn't work out in a way that's always going to be ideal for you. But learning how to be adaptable So, for example, like being able to go out to eat, even if it's not something I'm scheduling or if it's not one of the two days a week that I'm planning to go out to eat, being able to do that and still learning how to make the healthy choices, not feel overly tempted because I've been overly restricted and really be able to make that decision without stress simply because 
it's just part of my lifestyle, like we said. And I felt like the more that I had held on to my like bodybuilding physique that I wanted, the really the less I would be able to go out and have ice cream or, you know, have a cookie or whatever. Um, they say everything in moderation and it's true, but the leaner you are, the less moderation you're going to be able to have. Like, let's be real. That is just the case. If you want to be super, super lean, that moderation is go- really going to teeter. And I know that very, very well. And I, again, same with my clients who want to be super, super lean. They, it's really getting them to understand like, okay, well that balance is really going to not be so balanced anymore. Are you okay with that? And some people thrive off of that. And I used to, but I no longer do. And so I think it really was just understanding that within myself. It just sounds like your priorities shift, right? Like at one point, your body, your physique, that was a priority. You didn't give a shit. You were not going to eat out for three years. Like that's, that's where you were at. It just sounds like now that's not where where you're going or what you're focused on. And I think understanding that again, that self-awareness is incredible. So my boss at work actually told me about this thing called the four burners theory. And it's essentially where you, your life has four burners. Like think about a stove, right? You've got your friends, your family work and yourself. And if you have one burner all the way up on high, it's likely your other burners are down low. Right? So like for my last year and a half, my self burner was, was rocking and rolling. Like I was on an all time high, nothing else mattered to me. But, um, I, I saw myself getting burnt out and losing motivation there. And and so I decided, Hey, I'm gonna turn that burner down and I need to focus on something else. And so right now I'm focusing on friends because that's, that's one place that I have lacked for quite some time. So I'm doing things with that burner on high and nothing else. So it's just one of those things where you're picking and choosing. And I think when it comes to motivation, like for myself personally, when I can find myself burning out and I can tell I'm getting exhausted, that's when I know I need to make that change and I need to make a jump into something else. So that's kind of what I'm going through. Wait, what are, what are the four burners exactly? Can you explain that a little bit more in depth? Yeah. So it's like family, friends, work, and self. So if you're all in on work, you're probably not focused on your family. You're probably not focused on yourself. Like that's your top priority. So I know, um, like when my boss was telling it to me, he said he moved to Phoenix, took this new job. He had to sit down with his family and say, Hey guys, like I might not go to soccer practice every weekend. I might not be able to make Sunday dinners. I need to focus on work and I need to focus on excelling there. So it's just essentially like you're putting all your money in one pot and everything else tends to suffer a tiny bit. So if you're someone that's well balanced and you can have everything on, on like, partway or medium low or whatever you want to call it. Um, great for you, but a lot of people tend to put, you know, everything in one burner and then kind of switch it around. So it's just kind of identifying your focus and where you're prioritizing your time. Do you, okay. Do you feel like you function best with one burner, like on hella high? Yeah. 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 Like, like when I make, make pancakes and the burner's on too high and then I burn the pancake, but the middle of the pancake's raw, that's that's my lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I do, I tend to put all my eggs in one basket just because I find it really easy to go all in on things and excel at it and then shift focus, do something else, excel there and move on. So I wouldn't say all my burners are off. I'd say like I'm, I'm 95% in one place and I'll keep 5% somewhere else. Um, but, but I am a very black and white thinker. I think, um, I do best when I can really hone in on one thing. So like, for example, when I was doing my cut, um, like I was 120% there, everything else kind of suffered, but that's just how it needed to be. I knew I couldn't have 
gotten to my goals and, and gotten to this place if I had also focused on friends. Cause like you said, friends equal eating out equals drinking, drinking and eating out was not coexisting with my, my fitness journey. So I knew that's what I had to cut to get where I was. Um, yeah. I love that. And I love it because I think our society really preaches balance. So like all four burners on medium low, (laughs) but I love it because I think a lot of us feel like the way we live our lives is wrong. Especially when you read something that says, you know, you should be balanced and you shouldn't whatever, like sacrifice family for work. But I think really you, everyone is so different. And I really relate to your lifestyle where I, it's so funny because I feel like how you went through that whole fitness journey is number one and the friends burner is going to be on, on low because you're right. It is hard to incorporate friends with the lifestyle, like a fitness lifestyle and losing weight. It is, it's very difficult. And I think I am going through the exact same thing that you did where 2020 and the beginning of 2021 really was dedicated to my fitness journey, getting back on track there. And now it is turning down the self and the fitness journey and really turning up like relationship, family, friends, and work. And I think if I were to, I mean, I think if I were to focus on one, I definitely would say friends too, just because that is definitely the area that I neglected. Um, so it's just funny that you say that because it, it, you saying that helps validate like, Hey, it's okay to put all of your eggs in one basket even if that means the other burners are going to be a little bit low, it's okay if you don't have perfect balance all the time, which I don't even know if that is necessarily possible to achieve. Actually, I do think it is. It's just that not one area. I don't believe that one area is going to like really, really, really thrive. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was gonna say it was gonna be slower. If you put, if you have everything on medium, like your health journey is going to take a while for you to lose all the weight you want to lose. Right. Cause you can't, go out all the time and expect to lose fat and all of this stuff. You can do it. It is possible. It will just take longer for you. Like that's, that's just how it is. You can't, you can't function with everything equally and expect like rapid results. So that's why I was okay for, for having my friends take a hit for a little bit. Cause I knew I needed this for myself. Mm. It's I, you know, I can see the benefits of both. Like, I don't think there's a right or wrong way because one does get you results faster Um, but again, then it comes at the sacrifice of feeling like unbalanced and maybe burnt out. Yeah. So I really can see the benefits of both and I am intrigued to kind of try both lifestyles for a series of time and, and report back to you guys as like a (laughs) science experiment, which felt better. But, you know, I think there are different circumstances, like different times of our life are going to call for different levels of balance. Like if you have a big project for work that you really just want to give your all to I think it's okay to let yourself do that as long as you understand you know what is actually happening behind the scenes you know well here's the good thing you can change it at any time so if you're all in and that's not sustainable for you and you're finding not a lot of motivation in that change it up do half and half do all four burners at the same time like you can mix and match how you want to which is I know we talked about self-awareness but I just think it's so important for you to sit down and understand how you and your brain and your body function because if you don't understand yourself your cues your responses 
it, you're going to have a hard time figuring out your journey and your path. So I think if, if you understand that for yourself, you're going to have an easier time. So I, I suggest everybody do some introspective thinking, sit yourselves down. It's really awkward and it's really hard to think about yourself, but I, I highly suggest you do it because it's the best way to figure out how you respond to things. Okay. Well, before we started recording, you were telling me how you, because I asked you, how did you increase your self-awareness? And you told me that you were doing journaling. So can you tell me the details of how, because I'm sure people understand, you know, self-reflect, but I don't think they know what questions to ask them. Like that's the hardest part. Like what questions you ask yourself, what do you reflect on? So I want to ask you, do you, did you have specific questions that you went to? So it's not necessarily questions, but it's more like when I could tell I was unmotivated one what was the situation write that down two what was your response and three what was the outcome so anytime I was starting to feel like I needed a change or like I wasn't okay or maybe I was upset that day really any strong emotion I'll use motivation just for the best example if I had a a catalog of all those instances I had an easy time of saying okay every single instance this is exactly what happened it was the same circumstance every single time what does that tell me that's my trigger. When that happens, this is my response every single time. And it was just an easy way to understand what I was going through at any given time. Because I think when things are happening in the present, you're probably doing a good job of reflecting. It's easy to say, okay, I'm sad right now. This is why. Moving on. Tomorrow, you're probably going to forget. So what I was doing was just cataloging and making sure I was understanding my um, situations and my outcomes. So it wasn't necessarily questions or or probing thoughts it was just kind of making sure that I was I was writing down what I was going through when like would you write these things down as they happened or was it like at the end of the day that you had a set time where you reflected I try to do it at the end of the day um I would say if it was like a fiery moment and I wanted to remember it I would write it down just then I I have like a thing on my phone like just in the notes so like any immediate thoughts or actions that I need to remember I'll write down there because I think sometimes at the end of the day and maybe this is just me but um I tend to dramatize things so like if I if I was sad at the end of the day I would think my whole day was bad right and everything that happened was bad when really it was just a bad bad moment um so I think if you're doing it real time it's a little bit easier I think we have a we tend to have a short-term memory when it comes to feelings I think um so I would say the sooner you can do it the better but I I also think end of day is good time for reflection okay you gave I think a key like just a key helpful tip for all of our listeners and myself to write it down as it happens that's actually something that D does all the time and I have never implemented that for Mm -hmm. myself and there are so many things that happen during my day that cause little emotional triggers that uh, you're right we have short-term memory I totally forget I mean even now I don't even think I could recall and I think it really is as soon as you feel something like catch that write it down I think it's the same with chores are you the type of person that you go oh I have I just had a dish Um, like I just, I just ate off of a dish. I'm going to go clean it right now. Or do you wait till later? Or, Hey, I, my laundry basket's full. I should do that right now. Or do you go, eh, I'll do it later. And I think you're just such in the habit of being a right now person and not procrastinating. And I think that, that skill itself is so beneficial for you in every aspect of your life. Like I'm sure work you, you're really effective at getting things done because you don't put it off. You just do it right then and there. And it's the same with... (laughs) 
journaling yeah. like do you journal after a month and they're like yeah this month was kind of shitty and you can't really remember why or do you reflect on every single circumstance that wasn't pleasant and you go okay well like let me catalog this like you do and so thank you for that because I honestly don't even do that as effectively nearly as effectively as you do and that just gave me so much inspiration to hey as soon as you feel something Viv as soon as you feel off write it down, reflect, because there's a reason for it. And do you want to repeat this lesson until it's so painful that you are forced to make a change? Or do you want to catch it as soon as it starts to get uncomfortable so you don't even have to repeat the same lesson or whatever life is trying to teach you? I, and I do it with positive things too. So I don't necessarily do it with all just the negative things in my life. I have started to do it with like things I'm grateful for. So like I just realized I was in a place where I was really emphasizing the negative. Um, and I'm not a negative person, but I think for anybody, it's easier to focus on the bad things than the good. I think it takes um, a really good person to, to think about what they're grateful for all the time. So I was doing a thing where I was like, any part of the day, if I was feeling this random burst of happiness, I don't know, I saw a puppy on the street, the sun was shining, I was writing those things down. So like everything that makes me smile, I ha- I put on a note as well, because I think that also helps just balance you and, and ground you a little bit to like, okay, not everything's terrible. Sure, I stubbed my toe this morning, but my life doesn't suck. Like it, things are great as well. So, so I kind of do both. I don't know any person, I literally don't know any person who is constantly grateful and happy. I only know people who are always positive because they force themselves to think about what they're grateful for. They force, they have the habit every day that instills that gratitude and positivity in them. And if they don't do it, they fall off very quick because as human beings, our minds like to focus on the negative, on what's wrong, because it's helpful. It helps us figure out better ways to do things or how to survive. So it's actually a very natural protective mechanism. But with that being said, for our day and age that it is now, the only way you can truly, in my personal belief, that you can only truly stay continually grateful and in a high vibration state, that doesn't mean you're never going to feel sad, but in a high energy, high vibration you know, good feeling state is if you instill habits that remind you like a gratitude journal or dancing every morning, even if you're sad and you have this habit where you force yourself to dance for three minutes every morning, like a crazy person, I can guarantee you that you are not going to stay sad for long (laughs) simply because you have that habit. And even when you don't feel like it, you do the thing and it changes your state of mind. And that completely changes how you feel on a daily basis. And I've met so many incredibly positive people. I've asked them, how are you so positive? I mean, D, everyone asks D that all the time. If you've met him, if you've seen him on my Instagram, he is always high vibration, high energy, positive. But you don't see, nobody sees the little things that he does every single morning, at least two hours every morning. He's meditating, listening to positive videos and things that uplift him. Because that as humans, if you want to live a life that is full of fitness, health, positivity you have to do the daily things that are going to remind you how to do that because I'm sure there are times like imagine if you stopped working out and stopped eating healthy you wouldn't stay how you feel for long nothing is is forever and I think people think oh like there once I reach this place like I will feel this way forever nope nope that's with money that's with success that's with relationships like it's a continual day-to-day thing that you have to keep up and once you stop all the positive things that you got from it will stop too. Yeah, it's constant practice. 
um, constant practice. And, and I know we said, you know, make it a habit, right? Make it a long-term habit, but I don't think making it a habit necessarily means it's easy or that it just comes naturally. Habits are still things you have to think to do. Um, I'd say just a habit is just consistency. So I think it's a really good point of like, make sure you're doing it every day. You're, you're actively thinking about the choices that you have. You're actively reflecting on what makes you happy versus what makes you upset and, and, and leveraging that, that positive side and the positive vibrations more so like at work, for example. And again, this is something about, you know, surround yourself with people who are also positive and also have good habits because I think that'll make a huge difference as well. But like at work, we fall into a fairly toxic environment of like, oh, I can't believe I have to do this. Can you believe he said that? Can you believe this is happening? And all of a sudden you're talking to five people who are pissed off and maybe you were in a great mood that day. And now all of a sudden you're getting dragged down and you're dragged into this like drama. So it's one of those things where you need to separate. You need to think about what's going to add to your life and, and split out the negativity and do what you need to do to, um, stay on top of stuff. So you work from home because of mm-hmm. COVID. Do you still like, cause I'm assuming when you're in the office that probably did happen. I, and I think it's worse now. What? I think it's worse because it's like, you know, everyone's confident over computer screen. It's like texting. Basically we just That's have, so true. we have instant message for work. So we have, um, whatever like chat groups and stuff and, and I think it's almost worse because you you don't have to like verbally say it you don't have to be held accountable for that and while writing is technically permanent like those chats exist um I think it's easier to complain and to be negative over like text messaging groups okay so how do you or do you get affected by it or how do you totally so, so how do you take a step back Oh, it's hard. Um, sometimes I'll start the day and I will message everybody that I know is kind of like the, the gossipers and all. And Hey guys, if you're listening, love you. Um, I will start the day with a group message that says happy Monday, going to be a great day, positive vibes only. And I'm like that annoying girl. And I'll send that to everybody. And I swear it's like an hour before we're all just talking shit and being upset. Um, and I completely think you have the power to control those circumstances. So do your best. If that's something that affects you, either don't open your messages, direct the conversation elsewhere. Like I'll try to try to redirect conversations to personal life things and learn more about my coworkers and things like that. And this was a major tangent. So I apologize. But um, yeah. No, I love that. I know. I don't even think we're talking about the, <laughs> the original topic. But I, I really like how... I don't know. I feel like even when we're not necessarily talking on the topic itself, there's so much value in the things that you, I think there's so much value in the things you're saying. So <laughs> I lo- like, I just find that so fascinating because, um, I work by myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only person I would technically call a coworker would be like you. Yeah. And I don't even like, what do we even talk about? Life. <laughs> life every day we just wow I I honestly can't imagine what that would feel like being like being constantly around negativity because you really are the people you surround yourself with and I think it's the same with okay let's say back to our original topic of motivation discipline I think it's the same thing like are you I think one of the things that that causes people to fall off too is like having friends that don't share your goals Mm -hmm. and so totally it's easy to feel like you're missing out because nobody cares about health and fitness like maybe you do. They just want to drink and party. So it's kind of like, well, you don't want to be, you don't want to stand out from the crowd. You want to fit in. You want to have friends. You want to socialize. So that can definitely make it difficult too. I don't know if you have any like words of wisdom in that regard. 
that will forever be the hardest part. It'll forever be the hardest part of, of this journey for me and everybody else. I think you need a support system, but you also need to be your own support system. I realized very early on people weren't understanding. People thought I was crazy. People thought the way I was living previously was fine. You know, people don't understand your own why. And so I think as long as you're strong in yourself, that's that will push you through. So you just need to find your motivation. What what are you doing this for? And is it important enough to trump everybody else's opinions? I would say that we are social creatures and that it's very difficult to do things on your own unless you are naturally a loner. So I would say find friends, find new and different friends that are in alignment with the lifestyle that you want to live. And does that require courage? Does that require getting out of your comfort zone of where you're at right now with your friends that you've known, with your comfortable habits that you guys do together? Yeah, hell yes, it does. But ultimately, it really is up to you to make a lifestyle for yourself that you love, that you know is in alignment with your best self and how you want to feel. And if your friends or who you're surrounding yourself with is not in alignment with that and you know that what they do is just make it making it more difficult for you it is on you to make that decision to find new friends to break the status quo to change your life and I think really getting real with yourself and I know for me it was the same thing like being very very careful or at least I don't want to say careful, but mindful of who I am listening to and surrounding myself with and even watching on social media, that is my job. And if I'm letting other people pull me down because I am choosing to be around them and listen to them, which has definitely happened, that is so my responsibility. And it's something that I totally, it it isn't easy. Katie's right. But even if it's not easy, you have to face the truth of, well, what do I want? Like, and am I going to focus on the fact that this is hard or am I just going to say, you know what, this is not what I want. I want something different and I'm going to go after that. So I think it's just really empowering yourself with the things that you want to hear in the lifestyle that you do want to live and really going after that unapologetically. And everyone's in different stages. Like I know with working so many, so many different women, some people are already in a very empowered state in their life where they're like, I'm going to go after everything I want. But I also know some people who they're just finding their voice. They're just maybe moving out of their parents' house and they're just really on, they're on a baby step journey of getting their confidence. So whatever baby steps you can take, take them. And even if it's not a giant leap, even if you still really are attached to your friends, that's okay. But I do want you to understand, I guess, the big picture and how much your circle really affects everything. Yeah, so I think today was a really good lesson just on how important self-reflection is, whether it's figuring out what motivates you, how to stay on track, what you need to do to make yourself happy and to find joy and purpose. Like, I know we talked about a bunch of random things today, but I feel really good with some advice that we've given you guys. So if you have questions, stories, anything you want to share with us, please send us an email. We have fitwithvivandkate at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys, but... Um, I hope you have the best week ever. Any parting words, Viv? Send us an email. (laughs) We want to hear from you. I I feel like being able to connect with our listeners is one of the most rewarding things. So definitely any insights or, you know, things you want to hear from us, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. We live for this. We just want to 
talk about anything that really is going to help you live your very best life. So yeah, I think uh, I'm so happy with how this episode went and everything that we were able to share. And with that being said, I think we are going to end it here. So have an amazing week, an amazing Monday, and we will see you guys in the next one. Bye.